0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to season two of the Women in Weightlifting Podcast with Mark House and Jess Saxon. We're joined tonight by Nikki Houghton. Nikki, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, and I give props to you for saying the name right. It rarely happens, so that was a perfect introduction.
0: <laughs> I'm sure I've managed to butcher your name at least once on the platform. So you know, we'll, 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 I'll take my, I'll take my, uh, my props where I can get them. Um, <laughs> So, Nikki, we were just kind of talking about, you know, kind of where you're at. You're out in Columbus.
1: Yes. So I am about 40 minutes north of Columbus. Um, I used to live in the city and then we moved out uh, to the country about a year, a little over a year ago. Um, So it's a little bit slower here, but we we absolutely love it.
0: And how. did okay? so how did you get into weightlifting? How, How does the story start? (laughs)
1: So I guess I could go back. um, I would say all the way till to like college. So um, like most people, you know, I did CrossFit for a little bit. But before then, um, I did um, distance running. So I ran cross country in college. And then probably when I was in, oh my gosh, like middle school, I made a bucket list. And one thing was to run a marathon. So after college, I was like, I still need to do something. I need to be active. I like, I loved competing. So I did, um, a half marathon and then I'm like, okay, I can keep doing this. And I ran a marathon and my time was, was not great. So (laughs) I'm like, I want to do another one and do better time. And I did, and then ended up doing an ultra marathon. And in the middle of it, I was like, this sucks. And I'm never doing this again. So, literally in the middle, that's
0: the the (laughs) fifty-mile one.
1: uh, I so I did a fifty k, so it was thirty-two miles on trails. So it ended up being like five thousand feet of elevation. And you know, it's it's cool to say you did it, but it was a nightmare
0: there's literally no part of me that has yeah. any desire to
1: do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you know what? I would support that because it's not fun. <laughs> and, but you know, like I, I loved always having like something to look forward to some type of competition, but literally the middle of that race, I was like, I am done. I do not want to do this. Literally every part of me hurt things I didn't know that could be chafed were chafed and every, like I didn't, I couldn't like put my shoes on for a week cause my feet were swollen. Ugh. So I took probably like a few months off and then I'm like, I need to do something. So I did CrossFit for a little while and it was fun, you know, being active and I was doing something. And then I actually went on a date with somebody who is now my husband. And Aww. I, and I think it was on, it was literally on our first date. He's like, Oh, well you should compete in weightlifting. I'm like, I don't know who you are and you are scaring me. And then he managed, you know, the second, third, fourth date. And, uh, he managed to talk me into signing up for one. Um, so I did a local meet and my husband, Jordan, was actually my coach, and we were only together for like two months at this point. And so he has been...
0: When so, is, when is this? Well, I mean, like how so, far this,
1: far? oh my gosh, 2017, 2018, I think, was my first one. Okay. I think the time of that is right. And so, you know, I at that point, I did CrossFit for like a, you know, I don't know, two years or something, um, but... I was all about the cardio. So I never really focused on the lifting. Um, and then I did that local meet and my sweet, sweet, poor husband, he coached me and he was more nervous than I was probably cause he's like, Oh no, I'm dating this girl and coaching her at this meet. And if she bombs out and sucks, she will blame me forever. But <laughs> <laughs> I, and so I ended up going six for six at my first one. And, and, I, you know, I was like, Oh, this was cool. But it, it was my husband who he's been, he competed for so long and he is a great, great man, but he was not the best lifter. So, I so gonna... I went, to, I went to it and I won and he's like, are you kidding me? Like <laughs> I have been trying training for this my whole life and you come out here and win.
0: <laughs> now, does he still, is he still lifting?
1: Um, he, so he, we, have our garage gym and he doesn't compete in weightlifting anymore. Um, he did a tactical games this year, which is basically CrossFit plus shooting. So that was super entertaining watch. <laughs> I saw videos of this. It So the training for it is different because they have to like run and then shoot. So, like I said, you know, we moved out here a year ago and my husband will be running around our yard with the weight bus on and a gun. And shooting at a target. <laughs> so we first moved in and I met the neighbors. Oh, how like, are
0: get away with that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I mean, luckily out here, nobody cares, but we first moved in and I'm like, I promise he's not crazy. <laughs> and and they always hear me dropping all dropping the weight yeah. and you know, loud music. So luckily everybody is okay with it. But <laughs> so Jordan still he still lives with me, um, but his training is definitely a lot different than what I do. Okay,
2: <laughs> right, so you're for something, or is it just for
1: fun? For fun. Like tactical I, just, game thing. Yeah, just for fun. I think it's, okay. you know, it's he's the same way that I am. Like, we like to, if we're going to be working out and spending all our time doing something, we want it to be towards something. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: So you, you were lifting in, in, you started competing in 2018. Um, What was it? Do you remember your first total?
1: Oh, see, it was like 140, 145, I think.
0: Yeah, that's not bad.
1: No, not for the first time. And, you know, being my first meet, they're they're talking about kilos. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm lifting, but (laughs) I hope I can do this. We'll see. (laughs) So, I mean, it was, you know, at that point, I still had the CrossFit lifting form. So I was not very efficient, <laughs> um, but it I, it was such a cool first experience because it made me made me like realize that I like that I liked that attention at the meet and I liked how kind of serious it was and and focused and and it was super awesome just to get to meet so many people um, locally that competed and well, being yeah, like other I people also- like this too. <laughs>
0: Columbus has got a huge weightlifting. Group. There's a
1: huge environment for yeah, the it. Yeah, um, environment—that's
0: the word I was looking for. You have a huge weightlifting environment in Columbus, so that's a—I mean—that's just got to be a fun place to be.
1: Yeah. Oh, it really is, and I mean, it brought a lot, brings a lot of people out, and um, throughout, you know, you, you get the people from different clubs that are there too. So it was—it was a really cool way to meet a lot of like the local lifters and um, kind of create connections that way.
0: Now, have you, have you competed at the Arnold yet?
1: Yeah, I did the Arnold. I think I've done the Arnold three times. Um, and it's it's funny because I go back and look at the first time I did it. Actually, no. Yeah, I've done it three times. The first two times I was a 64 and then 59. So I looking at where I started... Um, so I weighed around 64 kilos and Yeah, Mark, can you hear this story? (laughs) My my very first Arnold, I think my total it was still, you know, like I don't know, one 160. And then the next year it was still, I was like a low 64. And I think my total then was um (laughs) one
2: seventy-five. I don't to remember because Mark's about to pull up the
1: spreadsheet. <laughs> the The second year is it was one. My total I think was one seventy-five, and then the last one that I did, which was right before everything shut down, was my first meet as a fifty-nine, and uh, I totaled one eighty-six at that. So it's it's really cool to see you know like the my body weight going down and then my total increasing, and obviously it was.
0: And what were you weighing in at when you were running ultra marathons?
1: Oh man. It, it, you know what's crazy is that when I was running, I my my nutrition and my body weight, it, everything was not super great. So I was under-eating, my body was just holding on to weight. So at that time I was still probably around like 62, 63 kilos and running, oh my God, like 60, 70 miles a week. Mm-hmm. So I I've learned so much just with body weight and how to fuel myself properly. You know, it's, it's hard when you switch from like an endurance mindset to weightlifting for how to properly fuel yourself. Um, you know, obviously
2: nutrition coach Nikki.
1: Uh, yeah. So the whole time that I cut from 64 to 55, I had a coach and then took a little bit of time off because it's that's a lot of weight to lose Mm -hmm. and um I think I did that yeah (laughs) I think I did it all in about 18 months and you know honestly my calories were never super low I think the lowest they got um was 16 1700 calories at the end were that's not bad no no um and then even now I've been able to have calories a lot higher and my body weight really hasn't changed too much. Um, but it was more of just, you know, having a little bit more self-control. So if, you know, when I first started, I was a little bit younger and, you know, still want to go to happy hours. And at work, when when I'd still go into work, everybody would bring in all these donuts and treats. And it just, I just had to become a little bit more aware of how how to properly fuel myself and what made me feel good and what didn't make me feel good and yeah. just kind of had to grow up a little bit and
2: it's, yeah, gotten, a, old,
1: it's gotten a lot easier. How old are you? Uh, I'm 31.
0: You're, you're like a full, you're, you're a full-grown adult by now, by now, right? I
1: am, I am. I, you know, I guess we could say that. Um, some people might not say the same thing, but <laughs> we'll, we'll go with that. <laughs>
0: we'll go know, with full-grown adults, adult. Like- I refuse to acknowledge I'm an adult and I'm 49. So
1: <laughs> Yeah, understandable. I, I get the same way. What yeah, made so you I... decide to cut from
2: 64 to 55? Like what did your nutrition um, coach suggest that? Or
1: no, it it was definitely me. Um and it, it came more from not being comfortable with in my own skin. So it was always a little bit heavier. Um and I love my family, but my family does not necessarily eat properly. Um, so I never knew how to, so it was just more being uncomfortable and kind of always having digestion issues. I'm like, I want to kind of take control of this. And if my body responds to this, great. If it doesn't, then that's okay. Um, you know, and I got down to 59 and that cut was so easy. You know, I never really had any issues with it. It never really, like got to a point where my, my body was like, um, pushing against the cut. So at that point I'm like, okay, well, I still have, you know, a little bit extra body fat. Like I, I think that I can get to 55 and still be comfortable. So it was one of those, you know, working with a coach, I said, I think I want to try to do this. And if for any reason my body does, does not accept it and just kind of pushes back on the cut then we can revisit, but, yeah. um, it ended up being super easy. And once I got to 55, my body has kind of just, you know, stayed there, give or a few, you yeah, know, they take you a stay. few kilos. Um, so I, right now I've been sitting a little right around like 58. Um, I've been adding a lot more calories to try to, um, build a little bit more muscle. So yeah, that's,
2: great. um,
1: yeah, yeah. It,
2: your coach. Out. Props to your coach.
1: Props to my coach. And I worked with WAG for a long time and they were, they were super helpful. Um, And the big thing that they do, you know, is they take, they, they talk about progress pictures Mm -hmm. and that is what helped me more than anything. Cause it's so easy to look at yourself in the mirror every day and be like, oh, I'm not making any progress. I'm not making any progress. But if you actually compare two photos after, you know, one month, two months, and you can see a change, it's like, Okay this is working. This is doing something I shouldn't give up and I've, I feel better. And <laughs> like that, that helped the, my mindset a lot with it. Because obviously, you know, it's, it sucks cutting for for that long. And towards the end, I definitely got a little bit burnt out, but it's good to have something to help, you know, remind you that, okay, I am making progress. <laughs> so
0: when you were a 64, were you actually walking around in 64? Were you cutting down to 64?
1: No, I was, I was sitting probably around like 63, 64. So I never had to cut or do anything to get, uh, like for weigh-ins for that. And even for 59, I didn't really have to cut water cut or do anything. The only time that I've really had to do anything is for 55. And I'm still trying to, um, like find out what works best for me. Cause the last, the last time I cut, um, to 55, I ended up being super low for it. So I am trying to find the place where, you know, my body is comfortable and it's still healthy, um, but I don't lose too much.
2: (laughs) How many times have you competed at
1: 55? So I've only competed once at 55. Um, I was going to, um, do the American open series. (laughs) Yes, I was going to do the American open series at the beginning of the year. And then I had family stuff come up and had to uh, cancel at the, the last minute and that stunk obviously cuz we you know when you're cutting for it it's like yeah it's a big hit oh yeah yeah and it was a tough decision but yeah. you know it's it was one of those things it's like i hate having to back out of this but i have to for family stuff and like that that was hard <laughs>
0: yeah that's pretty pretty astounding that like in 19 you put up a 181 total as a 64 a 186 total as a 59 in 2020 and then a 183 total as a 55 in 2020 I mean that's that's impressive
1: (laughs) it it was definitely a a long process and but honestly you know it it wasn't as horrible as I I feel like you would think that it would be um so obviously you know beginning of COVID I started working from home and just kind of having control of everything that I would eat and
0: so while we're on that what do you do
1: uh, so I work with natural gas. So I'm a natural gas scheduler and trader. And um, so basically I, I work with numbers and sit at a desk. <laughs> so it's nice that I have the option to be at home. Um, it was obviously a, an adjustment when it became kind of like permanent, <laughs> you know, all of a sudden being at home a hundred percent of the time and, you know, having to change my schedule some, but
2: yeah. Are you still uh, home, Nikki?
1: Yep. Yep. So, still home. And it looks like we should be um, at home permanently, okay. um, which nice. I actually, I really like. I'm, oh, I'm I'm such a routine person. I know some people like to have the structure of like going in and being around people, but I am so routine that I, every day, I'm like, okay, I'm up at 5 30, take the dogs on a walk. Start working at seven. It's it's so easy for me to kind of be at home. Um, It took me probably like two months to really get into a good routine. Um, Because at first I was you know at home and I'm like oh my god I'm not moving like. Mm-hmm. I would you know I have my watch that tracks steps and it was basically saying like none you <laughs> you terrible. have not done
0: a- <laughs> yeah I work from home today and I have 1500 steps
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: it right. was I it's it's good and bad like at the beginning I'm like I don't want to see this I don't need this negativity in my life like but but then it was like okay go on walks and that is going to be good for me mentally and and for my dogs you know i get to i take them on walks all the time so they're happy it's better for me and now it's just kind of part of the routine
0: (laughs) so you when when do you train
1: Uh, so i've been i train after work um if i could my dream would be to do it before i work i'm a i'm a morning person but with being at home um it's a little loud, so <laughs> I definitely want to be respectful of my neighbors. And, you know, we, we have a little bit of land and not everything is super close, but I still worry that I'm going to piss somebody off <laughs> when they hear my trash rap music in the morning and yes, okay- <laughs> <hat>. <laughs> an occasional screaming. So <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it's my the, favorite.
0: The pounding of the bar over and over and over again does get a little old if you're Oh,
1: yeah. You know, it definitely does. And I, and I've always told my neighbors, I'm like, if there's anything going on and you guys need me to be quiet, like, please tell me. So we always try to make sure that we're on good terms with them and that we don't, we don't upset anybody. Yeah.
0: So what is it, tell, How many days a week are you training and what does the average training day look like for you?
1: So I train five days a week. Um, it typically takes two to two and a half hours Um, but with my old bones, it's normally a lot of stretching at the beginning. So I do a lot of, um, mobility before and, and kind of during and after. Um, but I I have, um, kind of switched things up a lot recently, which has been nice. So I switched coaches and one big thing I talked about was I needed to add something new into training so that I don't get bored, um, you know it, it's so easy to have training become kind of like a job if you're doing the same oh let's snatch and then oh let's clean and jerk um so we're doing a lot of um like uh like power clean into clean plus front squat plus jerk and really changing it up a lot which has been so much fun for me because it's That's keeping nice. me excited and yes i'm sure you get this like you know you when you've been lifting for a while, PRs do not come all the time. So having all these different like complexes that I'm doing and being like, okay, yay, that's two more than last week. And I haven't done that before. It's definitely not. Yeah.
2: I haven't oh. pr in so long. I don't even remember. No, I do remember. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's dramatic. But <laughs> well, I hear you because my boyfriend always asked me like, what did you do at the gym today? And I'm like, I snatched and I clean and jerk.
1: That's what I did.
0: <laughs> that is what I did. Same <laughs> do every day.
2: Every
1: day. So, you know, that's why like some of these different crazy complexes that are like six reps long have been so much fun just mentally for me to be like, okay, I I am getting better, even though like you know my because you you know you may go a year and add one or two kilos onto your snatch or your clean and jerk. So having this kind of training has been great for me mentally, Um, just to not get bored and to still stay motivated and excited and, you know, just to keep me from getting burnt out.
2: So your coach is Brennan, right? From power race. Who were
1: you with before? Uh, So I was with lift lab for about, Oh man, two years. Um, and you know, they're absolutely great. So they're great coaches um, power and grace, I think focuses more on remote athletes. Um, it's hard being a remote coach. It's a lot. I feel like it's a lot more time consuming. You know, you have to always look at videos that people upload. Um, so it's been a great transition, um, to be on a team that is filled with basically all remote athletes or at least, um, mostly all remote athletes. So, I still feel like I'm part of a team without physically being around people. Um, and obviously the internet has been great to help that. I mean, you know, just like we, that's how we've become friends is yeah. by it's seeing like, lifting videos so online.
2: Because like, I've never met, we've never met in person, Mark, but like we kind of know each other. Yeah. I know you, but, like, I, know you.
1: <laughs> I know. And it's, I, I, I love that about the weightlifting community. Cause it's, yeah. I feel like I have so many friends And but I haven't met most of them in person. But then you go you go to meets and it's like, hi, I follow you on Instagram (laughs) and we talk some. Can we be friends in real life? Do you remember me in real life? (laughs) And and actually that that's kind of how I got um paired up with Brennan. Um, so at the Arnold, when I lifted as a 59, Brennan's wife, Alexa, is a 59. And I followed her on Instagram before. And they that's have the like, yeah. yes, I... you were just now putting that together,
0: dude. I'm, <laughs> a little, I'm a little slow in the uptake sometimes.
1: Okay, well, you, you've learned something from this, so that's good. Um, anyway, I'm sorry, but... I didn't
2: interrupt. Go ahead. Oh, you're
1: fine. So I've, I followed Alexa on Instagram, and they have some of the cutest dogs, and I love dogs um so I saw her at the meet and after we were done lifting I went up to her and and I and I realized now like this is super creepy but I went up to her and I'm like hi I follow you on Instagram and I really like your dogs (laughs) and then we ended up just kind of building a friendship from that and you know when I got to the point where I was feeling burnt out I was asking her about power and grace and kind of how the programming was and so that all kind of came to, to um, be just from my internet creeping and being weird at meets with people. So.
0: <laughs> so have you been down to Georgia to train like live with them or or no? No.
1: So I've, I've gone to New York, which is where um, Brennan and Alexa live. Okay. Um, so I've gone there a few times and I'm going there again next month for the New York state meet. Um, so it's super fun because you know, they have a good setup there for training. And, um, every time that I've gone, there, there's have been other remote athletes that have gone to, so I get to meet the other people in person on the team and, and it's really like a family feel we'll all, you know, just hang around and talk and like a grocery shopping and it makes for a fun weekend.
0: That's super cool. Actually, grocery shopping is how Jess and I met.
1: Oh, really? That has been like my, like how I get out of the house right now, because it's it's hard sometimes with training at home, working from home. Sometimes I'm like, oh my god, I have not left. In I don't two leave this weeks. house. Yep. I'm so I'm like I tell my husband I'm like I'm gonna go shopping. I'm going grocery shopping. I'm gonna be alone and just. Right.
2: I'm going get grocery fresh shopping. <laughs> I'm going to Target. I'm going to Home
1: Goods. I think I'm banned from Target. <laughs> or at least I get, I get my credit card taken away when I go there, oh, which is fair.
0: <laughs> I thought maybe you had done something at the Target that got you banned, but your husband <laughs> is just Just, just
1: by my it. husband. And <laughs> I come back I and I'm like, like oh, a story here. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have another cute sign we can hang up. He's like, oh God, no, not another one.
0: <laughs> that is fantastic. So um, what is your favorite moment from competition?
1: Oh, okay, so this... I absolutely love this. So um, this was at the Arnold, oh man, 2019. So I was still lifting as a 64. um, And by no means was I like a good lifter then. Like I was decent, but nowhere super great. But I somehow managed to make it into the A session, um, which was in the main area of the Arnold. So in the big expo area which was absolutely phenomenal. Um, but little Nikki, who is like, lifting's fun. This is cool. And I've only ever done like small little meets. All of a sudden I am at the Arnold and there, it, there are thousands of people, which people can lift their whole life and be great lifters and like never have that type of crowd. Um, so it was, first off, it awesome getting to do that. But the really cool part is that with being in Columbus, I was able to invite people so I had friends co-workers everybody there to watch um and I had zero expectations you know I at that point like I was okay but not super great and I managed to go six for six um got bronze across the board um and it was the first time where I was like oh I guess I'm not too bad at this um and it was, it was really just nice to kind of have that moment where I was like, okay, like this, I'm not just like doing this for fun. Like I should actually focus on this and really try to compete because I I can be something good. So that, that whole meet was just an awesome experience.
0: Yeah. You're right. I mean, the, the odds of you lifting in front of a significant crowd like that are basically nil.
1: Yeah. That doesn't happen. And Walking out and being like, oh crap, there's a lot of people. <laughs> That's Don't screw an, up. Arnold is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It it really is. And I mean, just the amount of chaos that was going on and having weightlifting be a big part of that. Like not only is it getting weightlifting out to all these people who are there, but it really it really made me feel like I'm like a big shot even, even though ah, I didn't really, cool. I even though I didn't really feel feel like I belonged there at that time. Um but it it was such an awesome experience.
0: Well yeah I mean that that would be absolutely amazing because I'm trying to think of like there's no outside of like the Olympics or lifting it like the world championships maybe. I and mean, there's yeah. you're never and even then yeah. you don't have that crowd.
2: Yeah. Me, yeah, like this Olympics, because there was no, yeah.
1: there's nobody there. <laughs> no,
0: know, that is super cool. Um, so what? I mean, what are your? Because you're 31, right? So yes. what, is, what is the? What's the plan for weightlifting?
1: The plan for weightlifting is, I would say, it more depends on what my body decides. <laughs> I'm sure you know. Jess can understand. It's it's so much impact on your body that I have more of a focus on trying to keep myself healthy. Um, I still plan on competing and, you know, doing at least like, you know, a few meets a year. Um, I still obviously would like to be competitive. So I'm still keeping it as a big focus. Um, My priority though, is more of keeping my body healthy. Um, So it's not like I have like a five-year plan, like I'm going to, you know, get to this point, it's more of, I need to listen to my body and make sure that I'm recovering properly. And so that I can still keep doing this. You know, it's, right. I, I never really think that I'm old. And then I look at like the start list and I'm like, Oh my God. No, I,
0: <laughs> wow. <Well.
1: laughs> oh my gosh. It is an eye opener. I'm like, Oh, just,
0: just think about this. Katie, Estep is half your age.
2: Uh, oh,
1: I know. I know. Literally. Like what am I doing? What I am I doing? When I listened to her when she was on it, she's talking about her age and I like got up and my hip popped. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> oh, yeah, right? This is near the end. <laughs> so I mean I, I, I'm obviously want to keep doing this and I am I feel like I'm really good with my recovery and listening to my body. And you know, if something does hurt, back off and I think that's a a big part of you know, what kind being of stuff
2: in, do you do, Nikki? Do you see chiropractor, acupuncture? Make sure you get eight hours of sleep. Like, what what are you doing?
1: Um, a, a big thing that has helped me is dry needling. Um, so I would go and get dry needling done. Um, but I don't want to keep having that be like the main thing, only because one, it's super expensive, um, and two, I feel like it's more of just a band aid. Um, so. I've been trying to add a lot more of, um, like yoga in and, um, you know, trying to have more of a focus when I'm done lifting. It's so easy to get done with your lifting and then be like, okay, I'm out, out couch time. Right. <laughs> so I've been, you know, trying to make sure I, when I'm done lifting to actually stretch. And then, um, one thing I, it might just be in my head, but we bought a little like sauna blanket, which basically just makes me look like a baked potato. Um, Mm -hmm. but I have been going in that, um, probably like two or three times a week and it kind of, I feel like just being in, it helps my body relax. Um, and I really think that that has been helping too. So I've been, I'm still trying to figure out like, you know, the best thing to do for recovery. Um, but i still haven't figured it out (laughs) and 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 i've tried everything (laughs) it's like i feel like you know it's always changing there's like one week something will work and then it's it's always just kind of like you know adapting to how your body's responding to stuff and yeah for sure really listening to it
0: (laughs) yeah i think that's that's a lot of it is just listening to what your body is telling you to do
1: yeah yeah
0: and and understanding what that means
1: right yeah it's so easy to, to be like oh this isn't like a real pain it'll go away it'll go away and I can push through it and sometimes you gotta be like girl you can't don't push through it that's not gonna help <laughs> right that's
0: how I ended up with a shoulder that doesn't move very well yep.
1: <laughs> yeah like, oh, it's be it not always the best it works sometimes but I feel like most of the time it's like okay I sometimes I need to take my pride away and be like "Oh, it's okay to not do this last rep just because I don't want to hurt myself and I want to make sure that I'm feeling okay. Yeah.
0: So, were you a college athlete?
1: Uh, I ran. So I ran cross country, um, okay. well, and I did that the whole I time I was there. I'm sorry. What was that?
0: I said I didn't realize that was in college
2: too.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was in college, and um, I mean, it was it was definitely good. Like I like I said, I love competing and training, and uh, you know, I the thing is, I am I'm five one and a half, so I'm not built to be a runner um there's no (laughs) there's no good way to say that um just I was mediocre so I was you know I would always work really hard but I'm not gonna beat people who are six feet tall that have the little skinny legs I've always been a little bit thicker and trying to Run fast when you're going up against people a foot taller than you and who weigh the same that you do. It's not, not super, not doesn't look super great for me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Especially distance running. I mean, you could sprint.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Even then, Mark, ugh, <laughs> I, I ran a marathon in college too. I ran Boston, Nikki, and now I run like literally everybody at my cross the gym that I coach at makes fun of me because they're like, <laughs> you're doing this wad. There's, there's like 150 meter run in it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing that part. <laughs> yep. Yep. I, we're
1: that. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Like how fast your body can change. Like yeah. when I would be in marathon training, like my slow days were like a 14 mile run. I'm like, Oh great. Like this is nothing. And then now it's like, I will slightly walk at like a little bit of a faster pace and i'm out of breath and i'm like oh my gosh like how fast that changes <laughs> yeah i always think about like
2: god my legs are so heavy how did, yeah. I, like how how did I, I do, do up? that
0: well i mean you, you make a valid point though right if you guys are running with the amount of leg muscle that you have right. i mean you're just burning a massive amount of oxygen <laughs> to keep that those legs back
1: Yes, yes exactly well i'll go with that that's that's why i can't run it
2: makes more. me feel better thank you mark all right. <laughs> i'll all right.
1: continue all right. to scale my cross-it workout thank you we we appreciate it
0: <laughs> you do whatever you gotta do all right so you mentioned that you like listening to track what is it trash rap, trash trash rap. Yes. yes
1: yes give me your top three artists nikki oh megan the stallion obviously yes. number one everything she raps about means nothing <laughs> to me and i don't know what half of it means But, man, it is good. It is so good. It does. And Nicki Minaj, also, same thing. Super trash. And none of it relates to anything about me, but I love it. And then, um, not as popular, but City Girls, they're a little bit more like street hood. Um, I almost saw them in concert. Oh, man. That would be an experience. (laughs) I feel like you would fit in perfectly there. (laughs) Right? (laughs) <laughs> With my, oh yes, maybe leave the moves at home. Maybe <laughs> maybe don't bring the dance moves there. <laughs> the country dance moves at home. Okay. <laughs> I, you know what? And it's it's so funny because I listen to it, and first off, I I will be the first to admit I don't know what they're talking about. Um, but I'm just sitting there like moving along. I'm like, this is fun. Um, but you, like I said, I I moved out to the country ish area and. I had some trash wrap on and my sweet, sweet 75 year old neighbor pops into the garage just (laughs) to stop over. He was bringing corn over. I think he, he owns all the land behind us and he was bringing over some corn. So I like sprinted to my stereo to turn it down. (laughs) I'm like, Oh no, please. I know. Please do not let him listen to this. Like I'm not a bad person. I promise. (laughs) I just listen to music about bad things. But. Right.
2: Do you listen to it like in the back at a meet too? Do you listen? No, to-
1: no. If at, at meets, I like, everybody probably thinks like I'm so mean, but I'm one of those, I, I don't want to talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. I just want to sit there and focus. I don't like to have music. Let me just stay in my little bubble and be in my zone. And I'm happy.
2: That's exactly how I am, Nikki. So yeah,
1: yeah. And it's, and I, that was probably tough. Like, you know, like I said, my husband coach, my husband has coached me for almost every meet that, that I've done. Um, wow. and he is the opposite because he wants to talk and I just sit there and just stay in the zone. <laughs> and n- like, now he has a good understanding of how I am with it. But I know at the beginning, it's like, are you okay? Like, What do you need? And I'm like, Stop i just talking to, to me be alone. <laughs> I, I sing, like, one Nicki Minaj song in my head over and over, and it just, like, hypes me up. Okay.
2: What song so is that, it?
1: Uh, Bees in the Trap. Okay. I'm not really sure what that means, but um, <laughs> it is very catchy. So I just sit there, and it's just playing in my head over and over until I get ready to lift.
0: <laughs> no, you Trap! guys can see this on the podcast, but when Nicki is dancing, <laughs> it's like the little... White forward, white.
1: <laughs> it's all, it's all about the shoulders. It's That's all, all, just it That's all it is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so so I, since we're talking a little bit about mindset, we're talking about the back room. You, you, you know, if you've listened to the podcast, I love to talk about mindset. Yes. So how do you get like ready to go out and take your first match?
1: I, I love replaying in my mind, previous competitions, And where I've had awesome makes. So I think about the Arnold, you know, where I went six for six and really had no expectation. So I I kind of replay that over and over. And then I just think about other times that I have been training and have had awesome days. So I just focus on that. And then um, I normally will have like one or two cues that I focus on during the meet. And just to not overthink it. So I try to just have, you know, like one or two things, have that be the focus and then just go out and do my thing. Um, but I, I, f- I feel like I'm really good in meets with having a good mindset. Um, you know, I just always try to make sure I focus on the good, um, like the, the last meet that I did, it, it was one of those, you know, the first meet in front of people in, god you know a year and a half so i had the for the almost the first time ever i i was a little nervous and i've never been nervous so i end up only going two for six but that whole time instead of being like like oh i missed that last one am i gonna do okay it was more of just focusing on like okay let's get this next one and let's stay positive and know that i can do it so i feel like i'm pretty good with just you know staying upbeat and having yeah. Yeah. Cause it can be, it can be so,
2: and you move right along.
1: Yeah. Cause yeah. it's so easy to get into your head. Yeah.
0: You yeah. can see it, this, that like, cause we just had the, the AO 2 in Albuquerque. Right. And so I, I was announcing shockingly enough and you can see it, you can see like the lifters have like missed two lifts and they're coming out and trying to hit their third. And you're just like, I, I, I can tell you almost with a hundred percent accuracy, whether somebody's going to miss their third lift. Yeah. Um, based on how they move uh, because it's just a lot of them, they come out and they just can't, it's in their head. So they've already missed the lift.
1: Yep. And you see you how they carry themselves out there. Like if, if you don't have confidence going up to that bar, there is such a small chance that you're going to actually make that. Like you have to walk out there and just know that you're going to do yeah. it.
0: Well, it's why it's, it's just, I, I'm always so impressed when somebody can come out, and hit their you know their third lift yes. after missing the first two i mean use the perfect example like just the saros um, american record oh, yeah. <laughs> had to hit in order to stay in the competition oh. I mean, holy cow right
1: yeah, i know and, and order
0: to actually get that in her head that's amazing
1: i know that it it really is amazing when when people can do that and you just have to like disc, you have to just completely forget about any misses that you've had or anything bad and obviously it can be it can be really hard and I think that it'll be hard for people as there are more and more in-person competitions because people have to kind of like relearn that mindset it seems yeah. like yeah I always play a game with myself that if I miss one I always say
2: this is the first rep like I just block out that the first one happened or the second one and I say this is the first attempt yeah try to take some of the pressure off that that's not.
0: Yeah, Josie, you've got some really good mindset ideas. I really like the way you do, where you kind of get yourself prepared for meets, and then, yeah, the, kind of like that idea, too. Um, Thanks, Mark. Well, I mean, I, I've learned a lot about mindset by interviewing you know, 20 <laughs> different athletes. Um, and so, yeah, to actually hear how, the, especially the the, the the more elder of our athletes.
1: Yes. You know, you know, <laughs> the <you> <laughs>
0: How you experienced, folks? Uh,
1: Yeah, it's just
0: kind of interesting. But
1: uh. what are your best lifts, Nikki? Uh, My best match is eighty three, and then clean and jerk is one oh seven point five. So .5, We (laughs) so we we did not have change plates. um, Up only we probably got them like a year ago, something like that. So. for a while, anytime I'd have to do a jump, it'd be two and a half, half kilos. kilos. Yep. Okay. Yeah. You have to, yeah. <laughs> yep. So that's what we had to do. But now we have, we have a lot better set better set up. So I'm able to do smaller jumps going forward.
0: <laughs> so are we going to, are we, we going to see a 110 in Denver
1: by any chance? I hope so. You know, 110 is my best clean. 110 is my best jerk. So I know that I can do it. Um, I just need to actually do it. <laughs> I mean, that's,
0: that's the big magic number for the, for the, oh, bags. I know,
1: I know. And, you know, I've, I've been so close to it before. And so I know it's there. It's one of those things. My, I just have to just show up and do it because I know I can.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, I'll be, I, I will be looking for that on the bar at, at, in Denver.
1: Yes. It's only a few weeks away. So I know it's creeping up.
0: Yeah. I'm God, excited. Get all that booked. All right. So uh, finish the sentence, you know, you're a weightlifter when
1: you know, you're a weightlifter when I would say when your cardio is anything over four reps, <laughs> that is, that's the extent of the cardio. Anything else?
2: I'm no, not, sure. thank you.
1: <laughs> no. <Nope. laughs> Been there, done that. We're done with it. <laughs> All
0: right. So, um, what is the hardest thing about weightlifting
1: for you? Uh, the hardest thing about weightlifting for me, um, there's kind of a few different things. I, I think, you know, we talked about it a little bit is keeping my body happy. Um, mm-hmm. So I really have to be in tune with my body. Um, I've had a few injuries and it's really about how I'm able to listen to the little hints that my body's giving me. Um, so I should know beforehand, like, okay, I need to, Step back this week. Um, otherwise, I could flare my back up. Um, so that's definitely a big thing. Is that
2: you have Nikki?
1: Um, I've I've had a lot of back issues flare up before. That's really the biggest thing.
2: Okay. um
1: And the worst part is they always tend to be like right when I'm on fire and doing great, and then all of a sudden I wake and my back's like, mm, not, not today, today girl. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's I've, yeah, i I've gotten a lot better with it and you know, I've, I've definitely made, you know, more of a focus on making every single rep intentional instead of just being like, okay, I need to warm up to 90 kilos. Let's get this done. It's more of like, okay, let me make sure I'm set up, brace properly. I'm not gonna, you know, do anything weird with my form, even though it's light. So, you know, being more intentional with every rep also helps prevent that from happening. I would say that's at least for me, one of the, the biggest, (laughs) things about weightlifting that can be challenging. Um, and obviously there's a lot more, you know, when it comes to, uh, mindset with always being in a cut and having to make weight and, and it was tough for me, you know, going from 64 to 55, seeing my body change that, that was a lot harder than I thought that it would be. Um, you know, there'd be times I'd look in the mirror and I'm like, Whoa, like, who is this? Like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know this girl. Um, but, you know, I, I I definitely just always had to tell myself, like, I'm fueling myself properly. I know I look different, but I'm still treating my body with respect and doing what I need to do to be healthy.
0: Yeah. Cause eight, I mean, eight kilos, nine kilos, whatever you want to call it. Um, I mean, that's a lot of, that's a lot of weight on, on a five foot one frame and a half.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't realize it really until I looked at before and after pictures of like, when I say before and after, I mean more of like, you know, when I was 64 to when I was at 55, like I didn't realize how much of a change, like physically my body would look like. I, you know, I, I knew that I could lose some weight, but when I actually saw pictures, I'm like, wow, it's, I look so much different than I did before. But I also feel like I look a lot happier. I feel more confident in my skin and overall, like even my, my lifestyle is better. You know, I'm, I'm not like going out to happy hours and drinking and feeling like crap. And it 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 makes a big difference that you
2: feel good in your skin, you know?
1: Yes. Yes. And it, it takes time and people don't realize that like when you lose weight, it, it also, you start to not feel connected to it. So it's, you, you just kind of always have, like, for me, it, it helped with like, taking a step back and being like, I know I look different, but I'm, I'm doing everything the right way. I love who I am as a person. I treat everybody with kindness and, and really just say like, I didn't lose who I was. I'm just changing how I physically look.
2: Yeah. It's really powerful because there's so much more than our bodies. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it can be tough in a, in a sport where your body weight is, is very important. (laughs) Yep. So it, it can
2: <laughs> be, your really,
0: body weight does define you. I mean, it,
1: it, it does. It, it does. You are in a sport. If you're not yeah.
2: 55, you're not lifting. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, exactly. So it, it can be tough. I feel like, especially for women. And I, I, I know that there have been more and more people talking about it. Um, but I think it is, you know, a conversation that, that still needs to happen with a lot of people, just, just so that they know, like, you know, you, you have to treat your body kindly and you have to love yourself. And mm-hmm. it's, it, it really helped me, you know, kind of keep a good mindset during all of this. Yeah. Awesome.
2: Well, since,
0: I mean, how do you, how, how do you, I mean, I'm, I'm asking this quite legitimately. How do you build that? I mean, how the,
1: like the confidence with it.
0: Yeah. I mean, how do how do you build <laughs> that being comfortable in your own skin? How do you build that confidence where you're like, yeah, I have to make weight, but this is all okay. I mean, how do you I build mean, that?
1: For for me, uh, this sound this sounds pretty like shallow, but it it really helped me going out and buying clothes that fit my new frame just because I felt more I felt more comfortable. You know, it was before when I was heavier, I would always try to kind of hide behind clothes and I'd never really, really felt comfortable with like working out in a sports bra or, you know, working out in shorts. So just for me being able to just like embrace myself throughout the entire process really helped. So, you know, when I started working with a nutrition coach, the big thing was to be like, if you want to work out in sports bra, do it. And so I started doing that when I was a 64 and, you know, just kind of changing that mindset to be like, I, I look good. I feel comfortable and I'm feeling myself properly. Like it, it really helped me kind of love how I looked throughout the entire process. Um, so right. it's, it, it, you know, having an outside voice kind of telling me like, it's okay. It's okay for you to, to wear a sport. You have nutrition coaching. It, yeah. You know what? It, it really makes a huge difference. It did for me um, and like, I feel so much better with it.
2: Yeah. I think an important aspect too, Mark is, um, <clears throat> to acknowledge your body for more than how it looks and the weight on the scale. So like Nikki could easily look at her body journey through 64 to 55 and acknowledge, wow, my body is so cool and so strong and so powerful because I'm lifting more weight in a smaller body, but wow, how crazy my my body potential
1: yeah but
2: you know oh yeah
1: and for it was it was so strange to me when I'm like okay my my body weight's going down but my lifts are going up and it it was it was hard for me just to just be like wow like if I treat myself if I treat my body with love by fueling it properly and being comfortable with its own skin like my body's responding in such a good way just by, and I I really think that like being comfortable in my skin and feeling good about myself really helped. It made, you know, it made me more excited to lift Mm because I'm like, okay, if it's 90 degrees in my garage, I can just have a sports bra on and it's okay. And yeah, or if I'm dropping in somewhere, like it's, nobody's going to look at me weird. And (laughs) it's, it's a big part of it.
0: Well, I, I I find it super interesting, and in, in part because you know the the bigger women in weightlifting picture, in part is to you know for women to feel empowered, mm-hmm. um, and I think weightlifting really does that. In what you've just kind of quantified, it is exactly what I was trying to reach. Yeah, yeah. Have the words.
1: Yeah, it it um, really does. You know it, and we're such. I feel like the the weightlifting community, especially for women just really accepts everybody and wants everybody to feel like, feel good about themselves. And
2: right.
1: You know, I, I, I think that even something like this, like with the podcast, like it really helps, you know, women start to change their mindset some and, you know, make a big difference.
0: Well, I do. Yeah. I you, you see the, the change and as people become more comfortable with the way women look after weightlifting and, but also just kind of the different. There's, you know, you look at like the 71 kilo A session, right? And there, every one of them looks different.
1: There's yep. no
0: single body <laughs> type that is that is super successful or guaranteed to be successful. And so it's it's a good cross section of, and they're not. These are not little tiny people, right?
2: Yeah, like, all shapes like, and sizes that are all powerful and strong. Yeah, like
0: I was showing my niece, who's my niece is five foot ten. And it was a dancer. And so her, her coach was expecting her to be 110 pounds.
1: Oh my. Like,
0: You're five foot 10.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. And
0: I was like, I mean, you know, so as we're talking through like the eating disorder issues and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And, um, you know, so I showed her a picture of like the 71s and the 76 kilo athletes. I'm like, do they look fat to you? I mean, these are very healthy, you know, these are healthy women
1: yeah yeah exactly and it's it's it's, yeah it's tough I mean like growing up I grew up in like a super small town and I was more muscular than most and people would be like wow like your shoulders are broad and like make fun of me it's it's, you know it's it's I'm hoping that that kind of stuff changes because I wish I would know when I was in high school to to embrace how I was look. yeah (laughs)
0: yeah I mean that's the goal right I mean that's what we're trying to do
1: yeah exactly we're
0: gonna gonna lighten the lighten the mood a
1: little (laughs) bit (laughs)
0: Um, are
1: we gonna do my lightning round to lighten the mood oh no
0: lightning round for Nikki I'm
2: sweating already I need music for this
1: let me put on put on my Megan
2: Uh oh put on Megan (laughs) okay ready Nikki I'm ready okay peanut butter or jelly
1: Peanut butter, everything.
2: Snatch or clean and jerk? Snatch. Competition, makeup or no makeup? Makeup. Instagram or TikTok? Instagram. Seltzer water or regular water?
1: Regular water.
2: Shorts or leggings? Shorts. Dark chocolate, milk chocolate?
1: Dark chocolate.
2: Wrist wraps or knee sleeves? Wrist wraps. Aliko or Rogue?
1: Rogue. Duh.
2: (laughs) Nike or Adidas? Nike. Back squats or front squats?
1: Front squats.
2: Chips or cookies? Cookies. Done.
1: Did I pass? You passed. (laughs) Well, I mean, you got a couple wrong. Oh. Your
0: opening answer with peanut butter has got to be perfect, right? Because peanut butter literally goes with everything.
1: Peanut yeah. butter is my favorite thing. And it has to be Rogue. That's where my husband works. And we oh, nice. that's, that's how I have the best setup at home. So oh, that's awesome. No other option. Jordan, I need a setup. Oh, it's, it's great because I would have had no idea what we needed. So he's like, <laughs> I have it all written out perfectly. We will get it. And now we have 10 of everything, <laughs> it seems like.
0: I was going to say, I mean, it went, went, until I noticed the garage door, I was like, oh, they'll, you're shooting from a commercial gym. And I'm like, nope, that's basically, uh, that's that's a very, very nice garage gym.
1: Yes, and only because my dogs are inside and any, so any like work call or anytime I'm on my computer talking, they're both dogs are like on top of me barking like mom, mom, pet me, give me your attention. So
0: you're your eyes. eyes All right, so Nikki, uh, last question for you. What would you tell beginner lifter you?
1: Beginner lifter Nikki, I would tell her to write down how you feel after lifting. Um, I think that would have helped me so much more uh, to know, okay, how do I feel after front squats? Do I feel strong if I do them at the beginning of a workout? Do I feel strong if I do them at the end? it also would help me figure out what warmups work best for me. Um, I just started doing that kind of journaling a little bit. And I really, really wish I would have started that when I first began lifting.
0: Yeah. We had, to, we've had a couple of lifters talk about journaling and I was like, you know, that's, that's really actually a good idea because you yeah. think about like the, the lack of a PR and if that's the only measurement you have for success, it's really tough to be like, oh, I'm still getting better.
1: Yeah, because it's, you know, you can lift and like one week do a certain volume and number and feel horrible afterwards. And then three weeks later, do it again and feel great. And that right there is a win. Um, But if you don't kind of record it, it's hard to really know. All right.
0: Well, Nikki, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a fun interview. We wouldn't, we've kind of run over the hour mark, so (laughs) Um, I apologize for keeping you longer than we were supposed to, but um, Nikki, we'll see you in, uh, in in Denver, and it was uh, it was great to talk to you.
1: Thank you, guys, and yes, see you in just a few weeks. I'm looking Bye, forward to Nikki. it. Thanks. Bye, Jess. Bye, Mark.
0: Bye. All right. So, quick update on the IWF um, nominations for um, governance positions have gone in. Um, most kind of most relevantly from um, the United States, Ursula has been nominated to serve as the president. Phil has been nominated to serve on the nomination and governance or nominating and governance committee. Um, Actually, Jess and I have both been nominated to serve on the legal commission for the IWF. Um, Paula Rand has been nominated uh, to, and I'm not exactly sure what Paula was nominated for. I know she's a reserve for the president. Um, And then Uh, Joe Triolo was nominated on the technical committee and LaValli, Dr. LaValli was nominated on the uh, the medical committee. Um, I think I caught everybody. There may be one more that I'm missing, but that's kind of the nominated group that we have for the the IWF positions. The elections are in December. Um, Some of those positions are elected by the Congress. Um, Some of them are also elected by the executive board or appointed by the board, depending on how you want to look at it. Uh, so we may not know until you know, next spring uh, what this is actually going to look like. So, um, anyway, on that happy note, that's kind of the IWF update for the for this week, and uh, we will talk to you uh, talk to you soon. All right, thanks.
2: Bye, everyone.